Mess It Up podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's Biker Chick and the Bowtie Guy. Yeah, roll before we roll. That'd Guess be what? Great. Right. We're rolling. Nice. Ah, so it's the Mess It Up podcast. It is. And uh, this is show number 48 this week. Holy and moly. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty good. We're closing in on 50. We've got one for every state in the contiguous United States. You know what is coming up then, right? Anniversary show. That's insane. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes. It is rapidly approaching. And. Um, I'm pretty excited about it, actually. Me too. Yeah. The show has been, it's been an amazing year. We've gone through some amazing things, and I don't want to start doing an anniversary yeah. show now, but it has been absolutely fantastic doing this uh, for the last year and on and can't wait to the next year. Yeah. Yeah. And the year after and on and on and so forth. In perpetuity. That's which is not. not our word of the week. <laughs> no. Our word of the week is inculcate, which means uh, to uh, instill by persistent training or also brainwashing is, is similar to oh, awesome. the inculcation. Uh, but when you just keep on beating something into someone's head, and, and I think a lot of times that has gone on in my head with, with my recovery, so we'll talk about that later. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's a good recovery word as well, but it's kind of fun. Do you want to tell them the fun story about our word of the week? Go ahead. So I, I pick the words of the week in advance sometimes when I write them down. And so I've had this word of the week written down for a little while. And this last week, sometimes I get random texts from Christina and uh, it'll be like, so this last week I get a text from her, it's inculcate. And I'm like, that's our word of the week this week. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know that. Or I didn't remember that. I had. You know what else people don't know? What? Who the heck we are. That's true. We, Who are we? We really messed this intro up. That's all right. Uh, so I am the bow tie guy and uh, muscle Paul. And I am the biker chick and also Christina. Yeah. I don't think we've ever done that in an intro before. We have not. That's so, a freshy fresh. That's right. You know, we try to keep it new. You know, it's hard after a year to come up with something new and good. So the first part of the year we did good. No, it's not. Now we're just doing new. Everything's new and good. I Everything just, we do is new and good. I, we just did even, a, even that intro? Yes. Awesome. Yes. Talk about it. It shows who we are. There. It's yeah. how you look at it. You know what it is? There's a lot of perspective on stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we could talk about some perspective on that later. Like we were talking with my silver lining daughter. Yeah. Um, but uh, this is a, a podcast where we try to take a mess, turn it into a message. And we now are sponsorable. We have a sponsor. <gasps> Um, if you, uh, check out our Pantheon, Pantheon, Patreon, uh, that's all right. Get that head back up and just keep going. Yeah. Bowtie guy. Yeah. So it's Patreon. Patreon. P- How do we spell that? P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Uh, yeah. Patreon.com. Uh, you can search for our, our mess it up page and, um, you can sponsor us if you if you like what we're doing. You want to help us out, make it so that we can continue making uh, these podcasts and uh, still survive. Yeah, uh, that would be outstanding. So uh, we love our sponsors we do. and our uh, patrons. I guess we need to call them. Uh, so thank you out there, patrons. Um, Is that patron from Patreon? 
Yes, that's what they do. They, they were patrons, <laughs> and well, the whole concept behind Patreon was they said, you know, that back in the day, the arts were sponsored by people uh, who wanted to give artists money, yeah. so that they could create things, and so you'd have these patrons, and so. Um, I like it. We have patrons of the arts supporting our arts. That's awesome. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, let's say someone wanted to get a hold of us. Uh, we have some uh, some places on the social media. We have a Facebook. I do. And we do uh, Twitter. Mm-hmm. We do Instagram. Yeah. And then we also have some email. I'm bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. The interns are info at messituppodcast.com. And I am bikerchick at messituppodcast.com. And if you guys, a lot of people don't believe that we have interns, but the intern's name is Dave. Uh, so if you want to send we stuff now to intern, have an intern Dave, <laughs> yeah, intern Dave, uh, we'll, uh, we'll be checking out your mail and stuff like that. And he's real excited about it. Uh, he's That's a good awesome. guy. Yeah. He is. Yeah. He is fantastic. So, we've got a mess this week, and it's a pretty one, I think. So, I'll, I'll start by sharing how it came up. So, I'm in school. I think everybody knows that by now, and I'm eyebrow deep in school right now. I can't even breathe. Yeah, if you look at her um, books, there's so just a forehead sticking out of them. That's it. That's it. And so, I had to, I didn't have to, but I chose to email my teacher and let her know what it what's going on in my life. So I'm taking biblical counseling courses and I'm in a class called helping skills and the doctor of like all counseling, the lady who's over the whole counseling department at Luther Rice. Let's call her the queen, the queen, the queen doctor, the queen doctor, queen doctor. Sounds good. Um, had reached out to me a couple of weeks ago and said, Hey, you're missing a couple assignments. Are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. You know, nicey, nice, pretty, pretty. <laughs> How'd she like that? Um, I don't even think she replied to that one. Uh, and then I got behind on another, on a major assignment and was like, hey, look, now it's time to just be vulnerable and transparent and tell you where I'm at. And so I sent her a message and said, hey, look, I was just diagnosed with bipolar at the end of November. I am adjusting my meds. I'm adjusting to life. I'm pulling out of this depression still. Um, I'm not even sure I'm supposed to be in school at this point. If I'm doing it for the right reasons, if I'm doing the right degree, if like, I'm just questioning my entire life right now. And here I am stuck in class with no way to get out of it and nothing to do. So here I am doing my best. I tell you what, she sent me the most loving and grace-filled email I've ever received from a professor. And she was just very encouraging. She was very counselor-ish. So she's very good at what she does. It comes from her heart. Mm -hmm. Um, And I loved that because it just appeared very genuine for who she is. And just told me, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Keep... um, Keep on with the meds. Keep seeing your doctors. Uh, you know, get some sunshine. Do things that make your life better. You know, uh, yeah. Paul is being a sassy for us right now and was going to open the blinds and blind me. With uh, the sunshine. With the sunshine. And so I was talking to Paul about this whole scenario and I was like, hey, it's amazing what a kind word from somebody can do. In a moment where you've just laid your guts onto a table and just said, here I am, rawness and everything. 
And to get a, a kind word back from her changed my whole perspective. Like I have hope in the class now. I mm-hmm. want to do the assignments. I want to get things done. I feel like she believes in me. Like it just turned everything around. Whereas last semester, when I did the same thing to a professor, I never got a reply back. Yeah. And I almost failed the class. I turned in my paper the last day. I felt discouraged. I felt disgusted at myself. There was a lot of horrible things going on versus receiving a kind word and encouragement in return has really turned everything around for me. Right. And it, it, the, the power of kindness Mm -hmm. in that word, especially for me, unexpected. Yeah. When, you know, I might be, I might hope for it. I might want it, but I don't really think like, like a lottery ticket, you know, Hey, this would be cool if this happened, but probably won't, but I'm going to waste a dollar to find out that I don't have a dollar anymore. And that, that really, those are the the ones that really leave a, an impact. They leave a a lasting message to me and it makes me want to do more than I would have. It makes me want to achieve more, but it also makes me want to, to pass that on, uh, and, you know, make it do that for someone else, which is, one of the main reasons why I wanted to go in and do prison ministries because someone came in and they said to me, not in direct words, but just by their actions, you're a human being. Right. I care about you. You have value. You matter. And that, that made it so much better for me getting through those days and hours and weeks, uh, behind bars because I knew that at least someone was, was being kind. I was listening to TED Talks on my way home yesterday. So I drove to Arizona for my daughter's wedding, which was amazing, amazing, amazing. And I was driving home and I like to listen to podcasts or TED Talks or, you know, whatever brainy superfood I can get while in the car. And I was listening to one on vulnerability by Brene Brown. It's a pretty popular one. I love Brene Brown so much. But it talks about worthiness. And how that's the underlying thing in, in most people is what you believe about yourself and, um, whether you feel like you're worth it or not. Yeah. And if you don't have that self value, you take one road. If you have the self value and believe that you are worth the beautiful things in life, then you take another road. And it was just interesting to, to realize that. I externally put things onto people. Like I say, wow, that guy treated me this way or this lady treated me this way. Kind of the same thing of, hey, you know, this professor treated me kindly. Mm -hmm. But how I receive that also plays a factor. My own personal worthiness. Right. Regardless of if I thought, okay, well, I really didn't deserve her grace. I didn't really deserve those kind words. She's just saying it to be nice. Because that's what she does. She's a right. counselor person right. and that's what she should do. I could take that one way, but because I was like, you know what? You're right. I am a valuable person. And I realized that I do deserve this grace and I have hope and where I'm not perfect, I can still continue forward. I can still find that motivation to, to do my best, even in external situations that might not be the best scenario. Right. And even though we can be strong 
that doesn't make us impervious. I, I was thinking about like a, a glass and <laughs> the rest of the story, you'll, you'll pick it up on the rest of the okay. story. I don't know um, what impervious means. Uh, so if, if, if you have a glass, it'll hold water and it'll do that all day long. It'll be just great. They're fantastic. But if you keep on banging on it with a hammer, eventually it's going to break. It's, it's made to hold water and it's made to withstand stuff, but it's not made to withstand absolutely anything. It's not impervious that it can get broken okay. uh, based on outside forces. And, right. and we can be strong. I can be strong, but if I have a person beating on me with something enough, it can break me down. Right. Not, not really quickly necessarily, but, but it can have a, a, a cumulative effect is that I break and die. Right. Um, and, um, and then, and then I start beating myself up for not being strong enough. That's where I, I get into it and sprinkle a little codependency in the mix and it makes it awesome. Well, I think that's where that worthiness comes in. It's, it's knowing that we're able to say, I will not allow you to hit me anymore. I will not allow you to bang me with that hammer until I break anymore. Even in situations I know I went through, not my last job because I worked at home, but the one before that, my boss just was insane and didn't know my job and there was a lot of resentment towards her and there was a lot of things and she just kept coming after me and coming after me and coming after me and it did it broke me but then i look back at that and i go why did i let that break me i know what kind of person she was why did i allow that to happen and so in certain circumstances there is an allowable you know i i let that happen to me i should have put a boundary in place changed jobs, did whatever drastic thing that I needed to do to protect myself. Mm-hmm. Um, because at that age, you know, 30 something years old, I, I should do this. Um, but then there's also other factors that come into play. You know, my desire to please everybody else. Sure. My desire to say, Hey, wait, I'm not going to let her do this. And that pride gets in the way of even making good decisions. And so there's a lot of factors in, right. And it, I had um, a, a situation that recurs because of my past. Sometimes I'm um, disallowed from things. And sometimes that could be a bit hurtful and mm-hmm. frustrating and uh, make me question myself or my worth or my value. And I started a new program in the prison this last week, and I was able to use the story of not being allowed to do something, not because it's the rules, but just because that's the way people can't handle me being around. It's just just people's own stupidity. Right. Um, but I was able to use that and tell them because I had a guy who, who had a situation in his life, and he's like, I was asking them why they were in this program, and he wanted to be in the program to, uh, for his kids. And I said, that's great. But if you're doing it for your kids, you're not doing it to make yourself better. It's not going to work. And, and I was able to tell them how, even though, you know, I do things, I can't make people like me. I can't make people accept me. Right. And so I was like, oh my gosh, this two year hurt came around and I was able to use it here in this prison setting. And, and God just took it and put a nice little bow on it. And, uh, you know, that's God's faithfulness. Yeah. I love that. So my, my favorite line right now is God is in the details. Oh yeah. 
because it's something that I never stopped to look at. And some people don't believe that. Some people believe that God is like this big macho overseer, but he's not actually in the details of our lives. Right. My personal belief is that's why he has us pray about everything. Not just the big stuff, not just, Hey, you know, can you do this? Um, that he's, he wants all the small things. You know, I want my kid to come home and tell me everything that happened in school that day. I want to know that, you know, Tommy shared his milk at lunch or, you know, Tina did this or like, I want to know all of that. I want you to talk to me. I want to hear everything. I want to know everything. I want you to ask me everything. You know, if you want your pancakes with a little bit more butter than you wanted them yesterday, tell me. And I believe that's how my God is. That's yeah. how my, my father in heaven is. He, is. He's in the details of our lives. And he knows that when we're experiencing this hurt over here, that down the road, he's redeeming that already. Yeah. Before we even He sees blink, the whole timeline. He does. He knows. He's just, you know, kind of, I say figuratively patting me on the back. It's going to be okay, baby. It's going to be okay. Because down here, you're going to see why I allowed you to go through this. You're going to see my glory in this at a later date and time. And I look at it, I don't say, you know, he allowed me to go through it. And I don't say God did this to me. Mm -hmm. I say, this is why I went through this with you, Paul. See, I think God allows me to go through things. But I think he goes through it with me. I, oh, he allows sure. it to happen, but he's there with me. I didn't me. say I was alone. No, no. And that's, but that's the side I look at is that, yeah. that him with me. Yeah. You know, and it's because, because, you know, I, I allowed my kids to go to school, but I didn't go with them. Right. And so I, I like to make sure that I remind myself that I'm not going through it alone. Right. You know? No, never. Yeah. Yeah. He is there. He is in every little minutia. Is that the word? Uh, he's in the minutia. He's in the minutia. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, wow. Um, take a wild over? guess. Take a wild guess. How, how far? Mean. 17 and a half minutes in. Woohoo! Show's yeah. almost over. So, um, <laughs> I hate to break it up because I really was enjoying that discussion. We'll come yeah. back to it. But we always do a song of the week. And so, the song of the week this week is a song that I've been wanting to do for a while and forgot about. So, I just put it in the calendar. And uh, this is Crowder with Run, Devil, Run. I got something made the devil gonna run.
was really weird. We're getting some weird results from uh, the the electronics here. I love the line in the song, run, devil, run. I love that. That's that's the whole song I hope so. <laughs> yeah. That's, just, that's the song for me. When I heard it, I was like, sometimes I just need that little thing of like, you know, get. Just go on, get, skedaddle, run, devil, run, devil, run, devil, run. Because I, you know, I've got king of kings. I've got the Lord of hosts. I've got angel armies. I've got a holy ghost. Spirits here and 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 just everything I've got this. And it just goes through all these things that the Bible reminds us. And it's a good reminder that I've got my Bible. I've got those reminders. I've got, I don't have to be where I am. I don't have to allow that to overtake me. And so, so I like that. So good stuff. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot. Sometimes we don't have to be profound. No. Come on. No, we can just be. We spent 47 shows being profound. We're going to take one off. There you go. Yeah. Were we profound all 47 shows? I don't know about that. I Actually, I do know about that. Yes. Yes. And this one is too. That's right. Because everybody has a story that mm-hmm. somebody needs to hear. That's and true. And somebody needs to hear, everybody needs to hear somebody's story. That's right. Yeah. And so we've got that. We're doing that. And and if it doesn't touch or move somebody, it touched or moved somebody else. And everybody needs to hear more than one story about people. Yes. I listened to a TED Talk yesterday. Really? <laughs> Here's a funny thing. We were talking, and Christina, you know, she's driving our own. She's getting smart. She's listening to TED Talks and 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 other podcasts and stuff like that. I'm listening to uh, the Arscast blog for the Arsenal soccer team and all the Kings Men Kings podcast and just you know talking about sports, sporty stuff. Yeah. So I'm not as smart as Christina. That's not true. Yeah. But we'll see if she can inculcate me with her knowledge. Probably not. I don't even know what the word means. Oh, wait. Now I do. by persistent I get it. instruction. Yes. All right. So, uh, listen so I was to listening Ted. to this podcast or podcast. Yeah. The Ted talk. And she was talking about how, when you hear one story and that's all you hear is one story. Like she's from, I'm going to say, I, I'm not even going to try and guess. She is from a country in Africa. Okay. And she grew up middle class. I super want you to guess now. <laughs> I'm not going to guess because I know I'm going to get it wrong and I don't want to disrespect her by getting it right, wrong. Right. But she's from a country in Africa that she grew up middle class. Her parents had um, both had jobs. They lived in a normal everyday life. And um, she talks about how when she came to the States, people have one story typically about Africans where they're poor, they have no income, they have no cars, they have no nothing. No they, shoes. they live in, yeah, they walk 50 miles you, for, you always see the picture of the kids, you know, when, well, again, to sports, right. when the sports team wins, they get t-shirts that they're wearing on the field, you know, champions. And they had those shirts for the team who just lost. And that's what you always see the pictures, of the Africans, kids wearing those shirts that got donated to them in Africa. And it says, you know, like, you know, 1983, Stanley Cup champions, LA Kings. Yeah, didn't happen. Right. And that was a weird turn of events. So I'm just going to keep talking on Mm -hmm. that one. (laughs) Make the mess into a message. (laughs) But she was talking about how most people's one story about Africans is that story. Mm -hmm. And so when they meet a middle class woman, you know, who grew up with 
with just everything that we have. You know, she's got a stove, she's got a car, her parents work. Like, people were dumbfounded by that because their one story that they had heard was so conflicting to the reality of the situation that they couldn't comprehend. They actually treated her with pity when they first met her because they believed this story that wasn't even her story. And so she talked about how it's important to hear more than one story, to hear the different sides of the same scenario or situation. So it's her goal now in life as a African literature writer to spread the reality of what it's like to live in Africa, not in the popularized way that people see it, right? um, but in the reality of what it is. And I thought that was very interesting. So people can have one story about Paul and that's all they know about Paul. But until they get to know the other stories about you, they, they're just stuck on this right. one well, thing. And the power of the story is really highlighted by, I mean, if you look at uh, current politics in America, mm-hmm. the candidate, regardless of side, regardless of issue, regardless of gender, right. regardless of what area of the country they come from, by and large, spend a lot of time painting a picture of their opponent more than themselves. Right. You think about all the derogatory names that get used towards a you know, or a person that doesn't, you know, we don't agree with, right. and we just we're knocking them down in the public's eye so they don't have stature. I could totally go on to another TED talk that I listened to yesterday, okay. but I won't. Huh. <laughs> but I listened to something about basically how we do that too, how we go into argue or debate, and we make it personally. So we we look at the person and where they're coming from to attack the issue. So we look at, you know, Trump, everyone's favorite person or not favorite person, one or the other, depending on what side you're on. And, you know, if you're for Trump, then he's the greatest. And you can look at his history, his affluence, his uh, quick decision, ability, making skills, that sort of thing. If you're against him, then he's this white pompous ass who just has everything and can only see things from one point of view. But there's a lot more going on in the running of the United States than just who Trump is in his categorical places. Yeah. And so approaching things from all sides, looking at the whole story. I'm so talking with my hands today. She is. I'm very, very amped up. But just seeing things from have all some more Red Bull. Yeah, I'll have more <laughs> Red Bull. Thank you. But looking at things from all angles and not personalizing where you don't need to personalize. Right. Right. And and it's nothing new. I mean, it's not a Trump thing because no, think back in Watergate, our president was Tricky Dick Nixon. And then right. back in uh, the 90s, we had Slick Willie Clinton. You know, it's just you give these names that are derogatory yes. because it just then people will obviously they must be bad. Right. And, 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 and like you see, it doesn't matter which side of the aisle you're on. Well, and I love because what difference does it actually make? I mean, there's very little... <laughs> Up to Trump, I don't know. But there's very little that the president does typically solo. Who They just lay down the law and say, this is how it's going to well, be. Well, theoretically, we've got checks and balances. Theoretically, yeah. yes. And so looking at all angles and looking at what could happen versus just these derogatory names or these derogatory appearances. And that can go for anybody. Somebody can look at Christina and go, wow, 
I can see this about her. I believe this about her, but they know very little about me or my decision-making process. Exactly. And that's part of the reason that we go as biker chicken bow tie guy, because there's a, a, a connotation and a stamp that gets put on it. You, you know, and you're not seeing us. So, you know, biker chick, oh, she must be like, you know, real, you know, tough and hard and, you know, right. whatever. And bow tie guy must be all nerdy and, and well, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it's super easy because I wear a bow tie a lot. Mm-hmm. But today I was painting at a person's house. And so I was wearing jeans and a t-shirt and uh, had a baseball cap on right. and you know tennis shoes because that's what I was doing. And, and I'm, I'm the same guy. But I love how you're changed into a bow tie now. So by the time he finished painting and I got here to record, he's oh, yeah. back in a bow tie. Oh yeah. Got to put it on. Got to get it. Yeah. I feel more comfortable. So there's pieces of who we are in our names, but it doesn't encompass. People will judge quote unquote for lack of a better word who we are based on those category quarries we've put ourselves in sure so they'll judge based on bow tie guy in all of those ways oh he must be nerdy or successful or well put together anything that a bow tie guy i spend a lot of time at starbucks uh-huh. and there was a customer who was visiting at christmas time visiting family so they came into starbucks a few times and so one of my friends who works at starbucks said that guy over there thinks that you're the owner because you're always here and you've got a bow tie so I must be the owner right. of Starbucks all because of this bow tie. Right. But we could start to believe those stories too. If we don't have enough stories, it can be easy to believe the stories that people tell us. And and yeah. I saw that in teaching. You're no good. You're you know you're you're not a, a smart kid. You're a bad kid. Or or just you know bringing the family reputation or where you come from or whatever. It's just it, it can be very easy for these stories to brand us to be a, right. a tattoo instead of just a book. And, you know, we can close the book. We can put it away. The tattoo stays there. So, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Well, this was good. And we went a little bit long, but we went a little bit short the, the second time. So we wrapped it up. I mean, we're still under half an hour-ish. Good. So good. that's not good. too bad. Hey, um, <clears throat> I want to go over the, uh, the emails again just in case people want to do it because they probably didn't write them down at the beginning. And I know now they're writing them down. So I am bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. I'm bikerchick at messituppodcast.com. Intern Dave will answer the email at info at messituppodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and check out our Patreon page. Uh, and if you want to help us do what we're doing uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you can uh, become a patron of the uh, the show. That's we right. really appreciate that. We are also now on Reddit. Yes, that's uh, right. We have a, a Reddit page. So if you're a Reddit person, you can check us out. It's um, Messed Up Ministries is where we are on Reddit. So we'd love to get involved in that conversation. Yeah. Uh, you can hear the podcast on Spotify, on iTunes. And on SoundCloud, and we really appreciate those of you who have gone in and, and given us a rating and a review. But that would really help. It, it helps people to find the podcast if you go in and give it a rating and a review. So please check those different sources out and do that for us. We really appreciate it. And we will see you again next week for uh, what I think will be my friend Rich's favorite show because he's a huge 49ers fan. And next week will be the 49th show. So uh, here's to you. We'll see you in a week. Bye. 
Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess It Up.